what are you doing, Doc? I need fuel. <laughs> Give me fuel, take a fly, send me tracing out of Zion. It's insane how much money you can get paid for just being there. Now, here are your hosts, John Eddie Jr. and Tom Tuttle. Welcome to the first official game-ready version (laughs) of Fantasy Fuel. We have actual football to talk about for the first time in Fantasy Fuel history. But before we get to that, I have to give you a little stat because this might be something to think about throughout this year. Since 1977, the Bears have played in the Hall of Fame game three times. All three of those years, the Bears made the playoffs. (laughs) Oh, man. That's... That's not right. And you know what? I actually think they have a pretty legit chance of making the playoffs this year. Their team is a lot better. So, well, yeah, I'm I'm all for that stat being true again this year. Oh, definitely. We, I mean, we have enough horses in the race this year in fantasy between Trubisky and Tariq Cohen and yeah. Jordan Howard and yep. all those guys. And I, uh, I would like to see that come true. I think that would be very fun for the league and it would be very yeah. fun since we live in Wisconsin to hear all of the Packers fans <laughs> complain about how the Bears are actually winning this year. So yeah. we are going to talk about actual football game stats. Now, hardly any starters played and we knew that was going right. to happen. So no big deal there, but we did get a little taste of Lamar Jackson, Hayden Hurst, RG3, uh, no Mitch Trubisky, but right. that's okay. We knew that was going to happen. So <laughs> let's look at some stats. Uh, there's nothing super amazing to talk about. Nobody had an amazing game, but uh, RG3 didn't look terrible. Uh, he was not his yeah. RG3 and out as we coined him last year. Yeah. <laughs> uh. Chase Daniel, he played quarterback for the Bears and was Chase Daniel. He was 8 of 16 for a whole 53 yards, a touchdown, and two interceptions. (laughs) And speaking of Chase Daniel, in nine seasons, Chase Daniel has been paid nearly $25 million and has thrown one touchdown and one interception. Wow, what a job. Man. And in the next two seasons, he's going to earn $10 million more. (laughs) Oh man, I would that's just crazy. I wish I could get paid that much money to to play one, to play a sport, and two to not even have to play the sport. Uh, it it's insane <laughs> how much money you can get paid for just being there. It's he's almost like a fan and he's getting paid. Now, yeah, he has to practice and he's still, you know, a quarterback in the league, but that's crazy. I'm so glad that we did not have to rely on Chase Daniel. <laughs> yeah. That's neither here nor there. We'll we'll let's talk about Lamar Jackson. Yeah. His stats looked horrible and he was definitely a rookie out there. But he did have a few good throws. From what I saw, he was locked in on Hayden Hurst. That's who he threw his touchdown mm-hmm. to. And Hayden Hurst looked good. But Lamar Jackson passing the ball, not so much. Running the ball he took off a few times, and he did have a long of 10 yards. So yeah. he was able to use his legs, and I'm sure he was nervous as all get out. But Of course. 
And I think, yeah, I did see I did see him throw that touchdown, and that was a pretty decent pass. You know, he's not he's not going to be horrible. And you said, you know, no no starters played, but you know what, Lamar Jackson, I'm going to make a little prediction. He's going to be the starter before the end of the season, and so I just I think he is a starter, and he will be eventually on that team. And I think he's going to be pretty good. We we really have to wait. You know, he didn't look all that hot. Yesterday, but it's preseason. You gotta give this guy a little bit of slack, a little bit of uh, time. So don't panic over that. If you so happen to have drafted him in any of your fantasy leagues, like I did in the one league, because I just I felt like you know if he's going to start, he could be really big in fantasy. So that's why I did that. Oh, he's definitely worth the oh yeah the flyer this year, yeah. and he will get on the field. There's no doubt in my mind that Lamar Jackson will get on the field. And try and make some plays happen. Uh, one person I am not sure will be on the field for the Ravens for much longer is Brashad Perriman. Uh, it says he had two catches for 19 yards on three targets, but that one target that he did not catch right through his hands, and it it looked really bad. And I I feel bad for the guy a little bit, but he's digging his own grave. It looks like. Yeah, that's not good. I mean, I saw. If- I saw plenty of other guys drop passes in that game, but man, you can't catch stuff. He was so highly rated for a while, and it's just like he just never took off, never got to that point. So, yeah, I think he's probably done. Uh, another, the guy that uh, we talked about just a minute ago, Hayden Hurst, uh, yep. while watching the game last night, I found out that he was a 17th round pick in the Major League Baseball draft. Yeah. He was able to throw a 97-a-mile-an-hour fastball, but for some reason he tried to do it again, and he could not find the plate to save his life. (laughs) So he forgot how to throw, but luckily he still knows how to catch, and we're going to hopefully bank on that in the league we're doing together because that's the one rookie tight end we decided to go for. And I like this guy's hustle. He looks like he could be a player in this league. Yeah, and you know what? I, I I think that it's possible that because he can throw so hard, you might see a couple trick plays with him if he's out there because he could throw it deep down the field. So if you got something like a little pitch off to him, a, a little dump pass that's behind the line of scrimmage, he could end up throwing it way downfield because he's got such a big arm. Yeah, that is very true. And on the other side of the ball, a tight end that has thrown a pretty important touchdown pass <laughs> did not play. And like we said earlier, uh, Mitch Trubisky did not play. And right. I thought that was interesting because yesterday I was listening to a Sirius XM show and the host made a bet with somebody that had tweeted them. <laughs> And the person said that he thought Mitch Trubisky would not complete a single pass all game. <laughs> and the SiriusXM host decided that he wanted that bet. And I want to know if he loses that bet by default because Mitch Trubisky did not complete a pass. Yeah, if you don't play, you don't, you don't complete a pass. I, I think you have to give it to that guy. You have to. I think so. That would... That would be what I would do if I were a serious XM host, but we'll have to wait a little longer to see if that pans out. Maybe someday. We'll see. I got one defensive player I wanted to talk about. There okay. wasn't a whole lot of amazing defensive stops in that game, uh, but there was a guy who lit up the stat line, and that was Kamale Correa. Okay. Uh, 
He had six total tackles, three sacks, and an interception. Yeah. So he was all over the place. Now, granted, I know one of those sacks was basically just because he was the guy in the area. Uh, the quarterback fell down, and he was the first person to touch him. <laughs> Sex so, a sack. I, I don't care. Yes, it, it is. He was there. He was in the backfield, <laughs> yeah. and he touched the quarterback. So uh, this guy is relegated to, like, third string because of, you know, injuries and some poor performance. But, man, he is making one heck of a case. So, yeah. so far, maybe in some of those IDP deeper leagues, you can pick him up and stash him, and eh, maybe maybe we'll see him on the field more. Yeah, I mean, they still got four four preseason games left, but if he does anything in the next preseason games, he probably has cemented himself on that roster because of this game. All right. Uh, one more perspective on this game. Uh, obviously, we did not see Roquan Smith because yep. he is holding out. Yep. Uh, for what it's worth, there have been four rookie holdouts in the last five years and each has been represented by the same agency. <laughs> yeah, that means that they're not going to uh they're not going to budge because these agencies they they have one type of strategy and it seems like that's all they can do is just we're going to hold out cuz you deserve more money. I don't know. I'm fine with it. It doesn't really affect anything that much because it's still preseason. But yeah, if it goes any further than that then okay. Then we can start talking about it, but at this point it's really not I don't know. It's not that, not that big a deal yet. Yes, not yet. A couple other little news tidbits before we get to our first topped off, and the show is going to be all about waivers. Uh, and speaking of unsigned free agents, it seems the Patriots are going to sign former Titans, Jets, and Broncos wide receiver. <laughs> Eric Decker. I'm not sure what to think about this one. Uh, well, I think if if there's any team that can make a guy get back to where he was as a receiver with the Jets, not with the Titans so much, but it would and with the Broncos, it would be the New New England Patriots. They, it's gosh, I I can see Eric Decker being something really good. I can also see him being really bad, but. There's no question to me that it scares me a little bit as a Jets fan because I think he's gonna I think he's gonna be great. It's just how it goes with the Jets. So <laughs> the Patriots are always good. Tom Brady's still there. Eric Decker's gonna want some revenge against the Jets. I guess I, th- I thought he liked being there, so maybe not. But he's gonna be good, and I think it's gonna be I think it's gonna be something to, to look for in the fantasy year. I think uh, if you're in a uh, dynasty league or a league that's already drafted and you've got a roster spot at the end and he's still out there, I think it's definitely worth oh, yeah. picking yeah. up and and just stashing until we see if he catches on with the Patriots or not. Yeah, there's no, there's no doubt. One last bit of news, which we don't have really any information on, but it's a pretty important player, and that is Antonio Brown. Uh, he is what they say day to day with an undisclosed injury. Yeah, <laughs> it's the Madden curse going early. <laughs> that is not right. Yeah. But here we are. Yeah, yeah it's just I, I wouldn't worry about it yet. I mean, it it does raise an eyebrow, but I think that he'll he'll be fine. Okay, 
Before we get to our waivers, we are going to do our topped off for the day. And our topped off is our top three players that Tom and I are wanting to follow this preseason. Topped off, number three. Yeah, my uh, my my number three to watch this preseason is none other than Andrew Luck because I just want to see if all the talk about him being awesome so far is actually real, if it's actually game relevant. And I do want to see if he is real. I I want to see. I want to see how how good it is because I quite frankly I know he's a great quarterback. Can he actually put it together on a field? That's what I want to see, and that's what I will be watching for in the preseason. Um, my guess is we won't see a lot of him, but we, gotta, we have think, to be able to see some of it. Otherwise, it's good. <laughs> I don't yes, know. exactly. We got to get him out there, and I think they they realize yeah. that. But once he gets out there and he gets out and he's injury free and he looked okay, I bet you we don't see him much. Again. Yeah, that's that's probably pretty accurate. All right, my number three player I'm going to follow is Traquan Smith, rookie wide receiver for the New Orleans Saints. Now, there are a ton of Saints weapons this year. And in one league Tom and I are doing, we have both Michael Thomas and Cameron Meredith. Mm -hmm. But there's other guys on that team. Where does this guy fit in? He seems to have all the ability, and obviously Drew Brees is one of the most accurate quarterbacks right. ever. Yeah. So as long as this guy can get open, Drew Brees will find him. The question is, will he be able to get yeah, on the field? Yeah, that's the big question. They have they have plenty of other guys that that uh, are going to be on the field. So I, I give him a shot. I mean, you got to look at it in preseason. If he if he goes out there and becomes something big in the preseason, watch out. He could be Drew Brees' favorite target, new favorite target. New, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I have him in one league stashed on my taxi squad right now, so I could use some wide receiver help in that <laughs> league, so I guess maybe that's why I'm a little more interested <laughs> in him than some others. But on to waivers. This is the third part wow. of our three-part series, getting you ready for the fantasy season. We've done the draft, we've done the trades, and there's one part left, and it is a big part of fantasy football, and that is waivers. So to get you started off, we're going to tell you about the different kinds of waivers because there is, unfortunately, a lot of people out there that don't even know there are other forms of waivers than just (laughs) your normal rolling or worst of first waivers which i am not a fan of anymore and when i talk about rolling waivers i'll give you a little definition here in case you're unfamiliar rolling waivers is you start off with say it's a 10 team league you start off somebody is first on that list all the way through 10th and when you use your waiver priority you move to the end of the list So if you were number one and you pick somebody up, you go back and you're number 10 and so on and so forth. So eventually, if everybody uses their pick, they will all go to the end of the line and should have your first pick yourself from time to time throughout the year. Now, I... (laughs) One season, actually, it rolled to two seasons. I did not take a waiver pick other than first come first serve, which we'll get to in a second. 
So I was first on that rolling waiver list for almost two years <laughs> because I never needed to use that particular uh, waiver function. But I thought that was kind of funny when I started reading about it. He was like, oh, yeah, that was kind of dumb. I don't know why I didn't use it. Well, I think part of the reason you didn't use it is because you didn't really need anybody that was on the waiver wire. And after the waiver deadline was over, you can just go pick up anybody you want anyway. So, and I think the reason I don't like the rolling or first to worst is because you can hold on to that for so long and <laughs> you can just wait for like somebody big to come out and then nobody else has a chance for them because you have, it and you can just sit there forever and ever. And, and that's why I don't like it because if somebody big comes out, nobody else has a chance to get that player. Exactly, and the worst of first is a little different than yeah. rolling. Uh, what worst of first is is whoever has the worst record, yeah. no matter what week it is, they get the top priority. So if two teams put in for it, whoever has the worst record, no matter where yeah. you're at in the season, they get it. And we'll talk about a little more of that uh, when we get to our next section. I mentioned first come, first serve. And that's basically what it says. If there are no waivers per se, it is as soon as the games are done, whoever can get to the waiver wire first will be able to get it. Now that is definitely an unfair way right. to do things because not everybody is up and about at all times of the day, so you can get whoever you need. I'd say it's fair after the waivers are over. Once the waiver deadline is over for that week, then, yeah, go ahead and do first come, first serve. But you have to have some kind of waiver process, even if it is rolling. has to be there because first come, first serve immediately after the games are over is just it's really not fair. And the last but definitely not least, yeah. it is the one that I feel is the yes. most fair and hopefully more people are going to be using in the future. But this one is some that, they don't realize it exists, and it's what we call yep. FAB. And that stands for Free Agent Acquisition Budget. Yep. So what that really means is you get a set amount of dollars, or however you want to put it, to bid on players for a couple of days. Uh, usually in our leagues, it's from Monday night. Once the game is done on Monday night, you have until... Wednesday to get blind bid waivers with your fab right and we'll get into strategies for that uh, in the next yeah. section but this is by far the most fair way to do things and if you have a choice if you have some rules that you want to talk about in your league bring this up to your commissioner if you don't have yeah. fab yet it is by far in a way the best way in my it, opinion it is it, it really is because it just it, it makes it fair for everybody i mean if it depending on how much you've spent throughout the year and depending on how your league is set up because you might have a cap space type of thing like we do in the flag league but if you start out with a certain amount of money for your for free agents you can spend as much as you want on one person and you could get that person but then you won't have any left for the rest of everybody else. So you have equal opportunity <laughs> to get any guys you want. So it just makes it a lot more fair than just saying this guy is at the top of the list and he's going to get that guy no matter what you do. So that's how I would prefer it, and I think that's how most people nowadays especially prefer to do their free agency. That was the end of our first waiver segment, so now we're going to get to our topped-off number two player we're watching this preseason. Topped off. 
number two. Yeah, my topped off number two player for this preseason is Shaquan Barkley. The reason for that is because I want to see what everybody is super happy about. And I, I'm not saying he's going to be bad, but I he's going higher than I would take him in most of the drafts. But this guy, if he comes out there and just goes gangbusters and goes ridiculous, I will be I will I will turn my head and I'll say, All right, time to draft this guy. But it's still preseason, so it's really not that big of an indicator, but at least shows me that he can play and play really well against professionals. And that's what I want to see, and that's the reason I'm looking at him in the preseason, because I do think that he's going to be good. There's no question about that, but I think that we have to be able to see something other than just, you know, playing against other guys on his team. I want to see it in live-action football. And then maybe he'll eventually earn that spot on those top players under the age of 25 (laughs) (laughs) list since he'll have actually played it down in the NFL. My number two player I'm watching, this should be no surprise anymore. Uh, the only surprise is that maybe he's not number one, and that is Equinamius St. Brown. <laughs> I had no idea that you were going to put him back at the Oh, of course. I love it. Love it. <laughs> now, there's a lot of rookie wide receivers in Green Bay this year, so yeah. I am – all over watching to see if he can pull out and use his <laughs> athletic ability to make the Packers think they should have drafted him first instead of Demon yeah. Moore or Marcus Feldes Scantling. And I think the possibility of that actually happening is pretty great. I mean, I, he's got the most talent. And I think there was just, you know, it was strategy to draft him later. I don't know if they really thought that drafting him later was the actual amount of talent between the between the guys because it's it was it's a weird scenario with him but I think he's got more talent than the rest of the rookie wide receivers that the Packers have and I really do think that he's going to be an Aaron Rodgers target maybe not so much this year but in the future definitely that's what I'm hoping for we've got him in our dynasty league and I do have him in a normal redraft league too just Yep, just as yep. a chance flyer, but I am excited to watch them. And, of course, since we're in Wisconsin, we will be hearing all about anything Packers-related for the next few weeks. <laughs> and I am excited to hear everybody's amateurish takes on the preseason <laughs> games when they start happening. Uh, that's how preseason always is. Okay. Uh, last stuff we're going to talk about for waivers are strategies. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's so many different ways you can do it depending on your style of waivers. Uh, if you have a fab yep. uh, free agent budget, like you hinted at earlier, do you blow it all on somebody yeah. right away at the beginning? A la Eddie Royal. Uh, there was like three years in a row. Eddie Royal never got drafted in uh, a normal league's draft. But every year, for like three years in a row, he blew up the first game of the season, had a touchdown or two, and Mm -hmm. everybody was all in on Eddie Royal. And then he had like another good game, or maybe even two. But after week three, nobody (laughs) heard from Eddie Royal again. And I think the reason you want to blow your whole budget on one player is not 
for Eddie Royal type of players. It's for the guys you absolutely know and you have no idea why they're available to grab. Them are the guys you want to blow your budget on. But for the most part, don't blow your budget on Eddie Royal or somebody like that. You just you wanna you wanna put it out there equally so that you can still have a chance for other players later in the season. Yeah, the only reason I could think to blow a big part of your budget right away is if one of your studs goes down like yeah, Le'Veon yeah. Bell and you didn't draft James Conner yeah. or somebody else on the team and he's out there and you have to get him because you know whoever the running back for Pittsburgh is is going to be valuable. Yeah. So if you didn't handcuff Le'Veon Bell, that would be a reason to blow a big portion of your fab. Yeah, that's a very good point. Uh, and like I said earlier, uh, I saved my spot in rolling waivers for <laughs> a long time. <laughs> yes, you did. And if you're winning... There's no harm in doing that. Right. But if you're middle of the pack or if you're losing, you should probably at least try and get a couple of people throughout the year and not just save that spot. Like I said, I didn't really need too many people, although there was no reason for me not to because I basically didn't have a waiver (laughs) spot those two years (laughs) because I didn't use it. You didn't do nothing with it, but you still – the thing with that is – the way that makes it good is you can still pick up guys in them leagues that other people might not be thinking about because you hold on to your waiver spot, and then once the uh, first-come, first-serve gets into play, you can go out and you can get somebody that somebody else hasn't gotten, somebody that didn't get taken in that waiver wire process. Yep, and now we told you that we didn't like the worst of first. Yeah. But... I read online, I was doing a little bit more research, seeing if there was something I forgot about since I haven't used these in a while. Uh, I read that a reason not to do worst to first is that owners would purposely tank the first couple of weeks <laughs> in order to get waiver claims. Wow, I, that is something What? Else. Seriously, <laughs> that, uh, that, why would you tank the first couple of weeks? Go out there and you, play and, to win. And if you if you absolutely stink and you didn't want to stink, okay, then whatever. But man, I would never tank the first couple of weeks in fantasy football. If that's your strategy, please let me know what leagues you're in. I want to get in your <laughs> league because that is really ridiculous. To me. Yeah, I, I had to do a double take. I was like, that's, did I read that sentence right? Was there was that word not in there? I what how? That is how? Just, who would ever think to do something? You are never guaranteed a win in fantasy no, football. No. So why would you purposely lose a couple of games just to get waivers? Yeah. Like those guys yeah. were not drafted for a reason. Yeah, there's some gems every once in a while. Like last year, if nobody drafted Alvin Kamara because you drafted a little early, yeah. And, you know, you were worried about Adrian Peterson and Mark Ingram and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I get that. Still not worth but it. But you're not. You're not going to just lose on purpose in fantasy you got to have some ego thinking you're going to win the rest of your games right <laughs> that well, you can tank the first and couple I think of the weeks. point is that the the amount of wins that that one player is going to get you throughout the rest of the fantasy season probably doesn't equal to the amount of losses you took to get that player it's just not it's not cool to 
just you just can't do that. You have to play to win every single time. And I wish I had Herm Edwards. You play to win, to win the, the game. game. <laughs> you don't play to just play it. That would be like the perfect segment for somebody like that. Exactly. And the last thing I want to rant about, it happened to Tom and I last year, and I could not believe that that was the case. I just assumed that every league would open up first-come, first-serve waivers after a normal waiver (laughs) period. So there was a a week where we were like, oh, no, Zach Ertz might not play. Oh, it's okay. Well, it's Sunday, you know, like 10 o'clock in the morning, and we hear he's not going to play. Okay, well, let's go pick up Trey Burton. Uh, How come I can't get him? (laughs) Why isn't it let me take him? So I messaged the commissioner. Oh, yeah, well, waivers were done last night. I'm like, wait, what? Saturday? No, I things happen on Sunday. So we can't, we can't, we don't have a tight end. <laughs> what do we do? <laughs> yeah, I think we had to play a terrible tight end, and yeah. I think we had to play Geronimo Allison without Aaron yeah. Rodgers anyway. I was like, oh, this is not going to be good. Yeah, I think that was the week he almost got a touchdown, yes. and I was like, what? They were in the red zone, <laughs> and he did not catch it in the t- end zone, and yeah. that mm-hmm. I don't know if that would have got us the win or not, but yeah. I just, I was shaking my head that whole week. I was like, why? Why do you handcuff? <laughs> why do you cripple your entire league? And yeah. everybody is, like, locked in. It's like, you might as well just do best ball at that point. So I don't have any control whatsoever. Yeah, I didn't enjoy the rules on that one. But whatever. All right. So that's our waivers, our strategy. Uh, and now we're going to finish off with our topped off number one player we're following this preseason. Topped off. Number one. Well, this one should be no surprise. (laughs) My topped off number one player is Sam Darnold. And the reason for that is a lot of homery picks because, you know, I I am a Jets fan and I really want to see how Sam Darnold does in the preseason. I can't wait to see it. I'm hoping this is the only amount of time I get to see him play because I've stressed it so many times that I don't want to see him play this year. But I really want to see him play in the preseason. I want to see how good he is, how he can read routes and how he can read the the defense and if he can if he can pick it apart. Because this is the kind of quarterback I want on my team in the future, not just this year. I want to see it happen a lot. I want to see how he learns, how he progresses. I can't wait to see it in the preseason. No doubt about it. The number one guy that I want to see in the preseason. Of course we knew that's where you were going with your number one, but that's okay. We all, I think, want to see what Sam Bradford's got. Uh, I saw a video just this morning of him throwing an absolute perfect spiral deep ball to Robbie Anderson. I was just like, wow, if he can actually do that in a game, we're going to see some special quarterback play. (laughs) The only problem I had with what you just said was you said Sam Bradford. Did I say you Sam did. Bradford? <laughs> oh, man. That's, that is not right. That's okay. We forgive you. That's I good. hope he's not as injury prone as Sam Bradford. <laughs> Sam Darnold. The Darnold. The Darnold. Yes, Let's Sam get it right. Darnold. Yeah, Sam Darnold threw an absolute beautiful pass. I, I mean, it, it was something to watch. Like, you don't see many of those spiral footballs yeah. that are just like perfect like it almost looked like it was not moving in the air at all yeah. like 
thing that of beauty. Beautiful. Absolutely. And my topped off number one also involves a rookie quarterback, okay. but it involves a number of quarterbacks. And this is personally uh, kind of a train wreck situation that I can't look away from, but also because we have one of these quarterbacks as a stash in our dynasty league. And this is the Bills quarterback <laughs> situation. Yeah. I I am unfortunately mesmerized by how bad this could be. <laughs> I I hate to say this because it makes me sound like a jerk, but I have not heard one good thing coming out of the Bills quarterback camp. And every week it's somebody different. They, oh, well, A.J. McCarron looks mm-hmm. like he's doing good. Oh, Josh Allen, oh, he, he might have a chance to yeah. start. Nathan Peterman, he looked – greatest in the first week of practices and I'm like when you're pumping up all three of them they're yeah, all bad that's pretty much what it <laughs> comes down to and the way you know that is when they say peterman has looked the best well yeah that's <laughs> if he's your best quarterback at this point no that's not good that's not good news for you nope so i'm Interested because we do have Josh Allen in a league. Yeah. But I'm going to be waiting for those highlights in that first preseason game the Bills yeah. play <laughs> to see who starts, one, and how much play time each of them get and how many interceptions they can <laughs> rack up in a single preseason That's game. That's not right, man. You are cruel. No, it's not right. <laughs> I am. Uh, I do also want to give an honor- honorable mention to one of my Eagles players that I want to see if they have anything, if they're even going to make the roster. Okay. And that's Donnell Pumphrey. This guy had so many yards in college, and we drafted him as yep. maybe an eventual replacement for Darren Sproles. And then he got hurt in preseason last year, so we never got to see anything. So I'm excited to see if he's got anything. I mean, we have a great stable of running backs, yep. so it's not going to be easy for him to even make the roster. Uh, so perhaps he does enough to maybe get stashed on a practice squad, and if nobody else poaches him to sign him on their team, we'll see. <laughs> but that's that's the homer picking yeah. me for preseason watches this year. So that's going to do it for our waiver edition and the most exciting first preseason Hall of Fame game. Yeah. We got to talk Finally. about some stats. Finally we got to here. Talk about Real football for the first time. It's here. With that being said, if you want to give your opinions on any of our players we're watching or any of what happened in that preseason Hall of Fame game, you can. You can talk to us. You can spout off on Twitter at Fantasy Fuel. You can get us through Facebook, facebook.com slash Fantasy Fuel, or our page that we have discussion on fantasy football through fantasy fuel you can also email us fantasy fuel podcast at gmail.com <laughs> and the ever important phone call you can <laughs> actually speak to us you can hear your voice on the air or you can text us if you're you know not very socially present and that number to call or text us is 608-492-3443 please Let's talk preseason football. Now, 
I have to say this because it, it makes sense. If you're afraid of your voice on the air, just remember that not Tom the Newbie was always on the air these last few episodes, and he is today too. So if he can be on the air, you can be on the air. Let's go. All right. <laughs> we did get a Tom the Newbie sighting. I had to put it in there. I had to do it. And that is a perfect way to end the show. So, thanks for listening, and don't forget to stay fueled up this fantasy season.